Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Let us pray. Almighty God, to your hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. of the gospel, that it may reach to the ends of the earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Acts. When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind. No one could tell where it came from. It filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. 
and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. There were many Jews staying in Jerusalem. Just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then, when they heard, one after another, their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't, for the life of them, figure out what was going on, and kept saying, aren't these Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother languages? Parthians and Medes, Elam and Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs. They're speaking our languages, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of any of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked. They're drunk on cheap wine. That's when Peter stood up and, backed by the other 11, spoke out with bold urgency. Fellow Jews, all you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen and carefully get this story straight. These people aren't drunk, as some of you suspect. They haven't had time to get drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced would happen. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters. Your young men will see visions, your old men dream dreams. When the time comes, I'll pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they'll prophesy. I'll set wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billowing smoke, the sun turning black and the moon blood red before the day of the Lord arrives, the day tremendous and marvelous, and whoever calls out for help to me, God, will be saved. The word of the Lord. How manifold are your works, and wisdom, you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There move the ships, and there is a leviathan, which you have made for the sport of it. You give it to them, 
they gather it. You open your hand, and they are filled with good things. You send forth your spirit, and they are created, and so you renew the face of the earth. at the earth and it trembles. He touches the mountains and they smoke. May these words of mine please him. I will rejoice in the Lord. reading from Romans. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We are also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become, and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that in every detail in our lives, of love for God is worked into something good. The word of the Lord.
of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to Jesus said, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. It has been a privilege to work at St. John's Church. Brad and I joined this parish in Advent 1998. I never could have imagined at that moment, when we first sat in the pews, that I would be here today to say thank you for the opportunity to work with your children as the Director of Religious Education. Of course, none of this would be possible without Brad. You have guided my younger self through many of life's challenges. You have been my better half and my guardian angel. Thank you for your unconditional love. And thank you for all of the Sunday swim meets, lacrosse tournaments, Boy Scout camp pickups, and more. I'm so proud of our church. It takes leadership, courage, commitment, 
and integrity to make our faith community a place where we want to give our best selves. I'm especially thankful for those of you who have made that commitment to our children and youth. Please help me to recognize and honor these wonderful leaders and friends. Helping out in our Good Shepherd room, providing nurturing, loving childcare. Sophia Duncan and Mary Skripko, please stand. In our church school, Brittany Bass, Annabelle Clapp, Heidi and Huberto Tumashite, Akilah Williams, and Joanna Worrell. Please stand if you're able. In our middle school program, Jen Evans, Joan Murphy, Susan Murphy, she's not here today. She's attending a graduation for a previous St. John's graduate. And in our high school program, Matt Sissel and Mary Scripco. I am so grateful to Mary. I simply could not have completed the last two years without her. She has a cheerful attitude, loving compassion, and of course, musical passion. <laughs> Mary will chaperone with David Beers and his fiancee, soon to be new wife, Marion Browning, on our first ever international youth mission trip to the Dominican Republic. Thank you. Thank you to Susan, Hope, Bill, and Walter for the many wonderful ways you support our kids. Thank you, Scott, for helping our kids feel that Christian ed is as important as music to their faith journey. Thank you to our office staff, Ellen and Peggy, for all of the behind-the-scenes work they do with communications and our finances. And finally, thank you, Dwight. What a journey we've been on these last six years as we've worked to build bridges with our community, share our story, and grow our faith together. So now I'd like to share a few words about the song that our church school kids are about to sing. We've got the whole world in our hands. Initially, I chose the song, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. It was April, near Earth Day, and we were learning the story of the Good Shepherd. We read together many psalms that talked about the green grass and pastures, where the sheep lay, how the shepherd takes care of his sheep, knows the voice of every one of his sheep, and will search to the ends of the earth to make sure you're safe and sound. And we know this is true. This is the good news of Jesus, the good shepherd who guides our journey. But as you know, I like to keep things authentic and relevant. What is the Holy Spirit calling us to do at St. John's? In planning for our mission trip to the Dominican Republic, I came across a reading on the theme of eco-justice from author Charles Cummings. He writes, all creation is a sacrament, a visible sign of the invisible presence. Each fragrant rose or singing bird, every cell or atom, bears an imprint of the divine creative love that brings it into being. So we've all got responsibility here. We have the whole world in our hands. We exist in this divine presence. Our relationship to God gives us our worth and dignity, our mystery of the divine. 
I want to close with the importance of being present, of showing up and bringing our best selves to this wonderful worship community. The power of the Holy Spirit is infinite. There is no scarcity about it. We don't have to compete with others to keep it. There's no limit to its abundance. It's not a zero-sum game. That knowledge, that understanding, gives us the chance, the honor, to share that gift with others to realize the same. The power of the Holy Spirit engages us to make connections with other, others, to lead with love, and to make better decisions. It helps us to be resilient and creative. This is the power of being a friend of Jesus. Thank you all for this wonderful opportunity. I will always be grateful.
been up here before. Wow. Um, I'd just like to give a special thanks to Janet. Uh, I've been working here for about three years, and every year it gets better. Uh, so you'll be greatly missed. I'm not really good at improvising words, so I wrote you a poem. Your St. John's journey started quite long ago. 1998 marked your membership. I was eight then, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you just groaned at the passing of time, but think of your journey. There are many leaves on your vine. But the point of this poem is to offer you thanks. After six years of service, you stepped down from your ranks. You've taught children to pray. They've laughed and they've sung to the glory of God and Jesus, his only son. To say thank you seems small, but it's all that I've got. Well, that and I'll miss you a lot. You're not gone forever. We'll still see you around here. St. John's is your home, Christ's message spoken true and clear. So Janet, uh, we put together a little scrapbook for you. Um, it's up here, and it's still in the works. So for anybody who would like to add a page, we'll have a little station out um, during the picnic inside. Um, so, yeah. so Janet, why don't you come forward? You don't get out of this without being in front of everyone. We can never say thank you enough for you've given six years from your heart. She has worked every day so hard. A lot of it is behind the scenes, uh, and you have some balloons for a joyous occasion. <laughs> and one thing that Janet taught me was how important God and donuts are together when working with children. So thank you again, and it's, like I said, it's bittersweet. It's bitter for us that we're going to miss you as part of our staff. Our staff has become a really close family, and for that I give thanks. And so you're going to leave a void when you rotate off. But it's also sweet because you're anticipating a whole new passage of your life. And so we will continue to pray for you. And most important of all, you're still going to be here at St. John's. So. Here is a gift to say thank you to. Thank you again. Good morning. My name is Gus Murchie, and I've been an athlete at St. John's for over seven years. I'm currently a senior at Hall High School in West Hartford, and will be attending Xavier University this fall. St. John's has played a big role in my life, teaching me to care for the community and connect with God and each other. St. John's was also one of the reasons why I chose Xavier, 
a Jesuit school in Cincinnati with similar values that St. John's models. I attended my first Habitat for Humanity build in Hartford with a number of fellow parishioners from St. John's. The chance to impact someone's life while learning the steps of basic carpentry made me fall in love with the organization's objectives. This led to a week-long trip through, through Habitat for Humanity the following summer in Iowa, preparing houses, painting, and remodeling. I even wrote my college essay on my experiences there that summer and what I learned from others. It is through my experiences at St. John's that I realized my passion for service, which led me to continue this in Iowa. I will also never forget the week-long trip to Scotland with my peers in J2A, or the freezing water we all jumped in on the last day in Camus. I would like to thank my leaders in both J2A and in Wright 13 for all the guidance throughout my journey from childhood to adulthood. I will for sure miss the sight of the Red Door, beautiful architecture St. John's has to offer, and the friendly faces of St. John's every Sunday. One of my favorite things I did during my time at St. John's was building the Accolade program here. Whether teaching Accolades not to pour red wine during the washing of the hands, or where to be during the gospel, I can stand here today and honestly say that the amount of acolytes has grown immensely, but our acolytes are also extremely well-trained, with the help of not only me, but J.P. Evans, John O'Brien, and Sophie Murchie. As I open a new chapter in my life in Cincinnati, there will always be a spot in my heart for St. John's and the people that congregate here. Thank you for your time. do the um, acolyte um, recognition um, with the ribbons. So if John O'Brien, Sophie Murchie, and J.P. Evans could come up here, could do that. On New Sunday, we have an opportunity to express our thanks to our acolytes. There are, we have 25 of them, and they really work uh, independently. They're self-supervising. Uh, with these wonderful head acolytes. And the head acolytes who have served this last year, uh, John O'Brien and Sophie Murchie and Gus Murchie and J.P. Evans. And this morning they are going to award uh, new crosses to some of those acolytes who have uh, achieved a certain level of service. So who's going to start? Does it work? Okay. <laughs> so um, for those acolytes who have completed um, one year of service um, in the church and are uh, as an acolyte, we have a green ribbon. So I'm going to call them up by name, and Gus is going to um, put the ribbon on them. So um, the following names are uh, Dawson Biondi. Um, okay, Elise Biondi, Ford Gillespie. Isabella Grant and Alice Murchie, if they could all come forward.
then uh, for three years of service, if we could have Janella Evans, uh, uh, Abby Thaxton, Caroline Thaxton, Olivia Thaxton, and Ethan Worrell come down. Well, they're, they're not here, but they have completed three years of service. Hey, and with, with Gus is leaving to go to college next year, we need uh, another head acolyte. And the new head acolyte is going to be Margaret Babbitt. So I would like to, her to come forward, and Gus, as an outgoing head acolyte, will give Margaret her head acolyte cross. So thank you, Gus. Thank you, uh, all the head acolytes and all of the acolytes for the wonderful work that you do Sunday by Sunday in leading worship here at St. John's. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Christine Babbitt, and I am a graduating member. I'm a member of the graduating class of 2018 at Canton High School. When you're a senior, your year is full of lasts. Your last home game, your last homecoming, your last essay. But it all starts with your last first day of school. For me and my fellow classmates, we awoke to the news that our classmate Marcus had taken his life the day prior. It is hard to find your place in this world, a place that offers shelter from our harsh reality. I am lucky to have St. John's Youth Choir as my place of refuge, my place of joy. I wrote in my college essay about the environment of violence, of school shooting after school shooting, of code reds and suicides of freak tree falling accidents. Canton schools responded in part with a campaign to choose kindness. This has always been an expectation, of course, but in light of recent events, it takes on new urgency. I am choosing kindness, but I am also choosing human connection. I'm learning to understand that true connectedness doesn't happen behind a screen with a social media post or with a text. It happens by showing up in person to build personal relationships. St. John's Youth Choir has always been my refuge, a strong counterbalance to the sometimes awful reality as we saw just days ago with yet another school shooting outside of Houston, Texas with 10 people dead. The Youth Choir has filled my heart and soul with lifelong memories. This choir has brought me so many opportunities that I otherwise wouldn't have had. I can still vividly remember my excitement when we went and sang the Missagaya in New York City at the St. John's Cathedral. I was bouncing off the, world, the walls because this church had a playground. 
I will forever hold mac and cheese bombs, bread rolls stuffed with mac and cheese that we ate for days on end during choir dinners in my heart. I know that I will treasure the memories of choir camp, of water slides and rope swings, and many, many skit nights dearly. I don't think you can truly imagine how close I've become to this choir over these past 10 years. But it hasn't always been easy. It was not without struggle to make this commitment. I've missed many sleepovers and birthday parties and school events. It was hard to learn how to balance high school sports and choir rehearsal. But this experience, these past 10 years, have been life-changing. I'm grateful for the nudges I received from Jane Penfield, Peter Burton, Scott Lamline, my parents, and my fellow choir members to keep singing. Yesterday, at the royal wedding, Bishop Curry invited everyone to explore the transformative power of being in relationship with Jesus Christ. I have been transformed through my experience of being in the St. John's Youth Choir. It has been a joyful and transforming 10 years with this group that has become my family and I will miss them all dearly. I'm literally crying. <laughs> Let's try to do this now. Thank you, Christine, for that wonderful, wonderful message. And Gus as well. Thank you. Um, we come to this time every year where we recognize some of our choir members who are um, moving, moving forward through the ranks. And it's an exciting time because we've, had some, we've got uh, some uh, new choir members this year who are quite young, as you may have noticed. And uh, you go from the process of barely being able to get them down the aisle and pointing in the right direction to having them singing beautiful music. And it happens in, in kind of a miraculous way. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have this great range of ages and, um, and folks like Christine who have mentored them um, throughout uh, this time. <clears throat> and so today we're gonna recognize three of them. I'd like the whole youth choir, if you could put your stuff down and um, stand in front of the altar so the whole church can see you. And we have uh, three novices this, this week um, that are going to be promoted to full singers. <clears throat> and one novice who is brand new and will stay a novice for a little while. She's not in trouble. It's just how it works. Um, and so you may have noticed, of course, over the years that these chor choristers begin wearing their black cassock only and at a certain time they are allowed to wear the surplice. And um, that is a, an honor that is earned and is a process that takes a little while. Um, and, and important because as we put, we all put these white garments on, it, it marks for us that we are now engaging in something sacred. That this group of singers and as well as our clergy and acolytes and lay readers are, are, are really shedding the outside world to help you all worship. And, and so it's a very important and sacred moment for them to receive this. And so we honor today Gianna Duberic, who has been with us for a few months, and we honor Dana Crocker and Francis Eichel. And I'm gonna ask Christine, our lead girl, and Britt, our head chorister, to help them put their surpluses on now.
Christine joined the choir on September 16, 2008. I looked it up. And so we look at these young folks and imagine 10 years from now. It's a great thing. Let's honor them with our applause. <laughs> We have a couple of farewells, and um, one, all, all but one are kind of farewells that are moving into a different part of our program, and of course there's one biggie, uh, which I'll get to, which will lead to a promotion, which is a nice thing. Uh, Teddy Babbitt and Francis Lamline have become tenors, because that's what happens. And, uh, <laughs> both of them. Both of them will be moving on to positions in the adult choir, and Teddy Babbitt will be our organ scholar next year, which is an exciting thing for our program. Um, Christine, um, I, I <laughs> there's nothing I can say after your message. It was so powerful and, and so true. I've been really honored to have you be part of my, our, our program and be one of the people that trained me, which was a very big deal. Um, and uh, your, your poise and your uh, musicianship and your love, love, love of these children, sense of humor, and um, she was a little bit of a troublemaker at the beginning, but has come around, <laughs> and has come around to take a very important role, which is that of lead girl. So there are two top leadership positions in the choir, the head chorister, which is the musical leader, and the lead girl, who's the behavioral le leader, and she was working hard today, you saw her, kind of doing stage direction for several people, and she has kept the group in line, literally and figuratively. Uh, for the two years she's been in that position. And uh, we're grateful for that, Christine. Um, and I have a gift for you, and you can open it now. And uh, it is something that you can have other people sign as members of choir. You can open it. It is a leather-bound hymnal, 1982. And there's a note in there from me, but I hope you'll have your other choir members sign it and, and uh, wish you best wishes as you go forward. And we love you, and we will miss you a lot. Um, the, the next thing that you have to do, Christine, is pass your ribbon on to the new lead girl, who will be Emma. Emma, come on forward. Emma has been a great leader and is going to step up into a new leadership role, and so therefore she gets the green ribbon for that, that position. So let's honor both of these two. Finally, I just want to say a very special thank you and brief, a brief thank you to Janet for all of your support of our work. You have truly made the marriage of music and education in this church a real privilege and pleasure. We educate our children in different ways, and, and the, the, the richness of, of God's message that they're getting in, in church school and in this program, have, and the program that I run, are, are, it's, just, it's just wonderful. And I, I will miss you in that role a lot. And as Susan said, our staff is family. And, um, but I'm so glad that you're continuing to be here. So thank you, Janet, and thank you all. No, I'm not gonna give a sermon, so. 
I just want to say thank you to our youth, our children, and our volunteers who have made all of this possible. I am so proud of our children, our youth here at St. John's. They are truly exceptional, as you can see. And they set a good example for all of us how to be faithful to a community, of how they put aside time to make sure out of their busy, busy schedule to use their gifts and their talents to upbuild the community here at St. John's. When Jesus said the little children shall lead them, he was so right. And I am so blessed, we all are, to see that take place here at St. John's. So please, when you have an opportunity to see a child, to see a youth, a young adult, tell them how much you appreciate what they do for our community. We are so blessed in many, many ways. One thing that I want to say to you, children, youth, those especially graduating, going to college, this is your spiritual home. This is your touchstone where you know that you can always come back knowing that you are loved and cherished just as you are. No matter where life takes you, no matter how many wondrous things you do, how many challenges you face, know that you can always come home where we love you and embrace you. And we give thanks to God for that. Please stand as we affirm our faith with the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Thank you, God, for making us and our wonderful world. Grant our nation's leaders the wisdom to make well-informed decisions about problems which face us today. We pray especially for Donald, 
our president, to guide him to create peace in our difficult times. Please bless our community leaders and allow them to make faithful decisions in our community. Pray for the St. John's Garden to help those who are hungry. Let us pray for the acolytes of this church. We pray for our St. John's youth and adult choirs that their music will continue to lift the hearts of the faithful, that they may sing glory to the Lord with their full voices. We pray for all graduating seniors from high school and college. May your guidance help them in a time of transition. Prayer for the Dominican Republic mission trip. May God's eternal care and Holy Spirit fill up our missioners to bring God's grace, beauty, and love to the children of Santo Domingo this summer. Pray for all pets. Pray for animals to find a home in which they are loved. We pray for those who feel lonely. Prayers to all of the sick and in need. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, Mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. of the Holy Spirit that we celebrate. 
and it's so obvious to me, and I hope it is to all of you, that the Holy Spirit is truly on the move here at St. John's. We, the best is yet to come. So a part of that celebration is our parish picnic. Immediately after the service, we will be in Hubbard Hall because of the weather, uh, but that will not dampen our spirits nor the good food that we can enjoy together as community. So wherever you are in your spiritual journey, know you're welcome to come forward to see, receive the body and blood of Christ. The bread and the wine that we take within us to sustain us with all the challenges we have ahead of us, but also a reminder that the Spirit does dwell in us all the time. We also have a healing minister who's at the font, so if you would like a prayer or a blessing said for you or for someone else, please feel free to do so during communion. Walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God. And one more thing I forgot. Jenny Kemp, come forward. Sorry, we have so much going on, but you want to say just a few words uh, before I forget again. Good morning. Um, I just want to make sure everyone is aware that our third annual St. John's Block Party um, is going to take place on Sunday, September 9th, directly after the uh, 1030 service, which, knock on wood, if the weather's nice, will be held outside again. So this is a, a chance for us as a community to get together and also connect with our larger neighborhood community. Um, real quickly, you know, plans are well underway. We already have three bands booked. Uh, in hopes to have more continuous music throughout the event, throughout the day. We're going to have new, yummy, quick and easy food options, kids' activities, again, the architectural, historical tours. Um, this is a really exciting and growing event. We think that last year we had over 300 people, maybe closer to 350 people, who came at some point during the event. Um, we're hoping to really showcase our new community garden that will be well underway at that point. Um, it's just, I think we could really make something big of this in terms of just really, you know, offering something up to the community. At, at the picnic, we'll be circulating a volunteer list. We need a lot of hands to make this, this go off. So if, even if you can just spare 30 minutes during that block party to help out, please let us know. Again, you can just write down your name and email and we'll be in touch with you in terms of, of how you could help. Thanks so much. And also, Jenny mentioned the community garden. We had to put our planning off because of the, the rain. And so next weekend, next Saturday and Sunday, we will be planting. We will have our dirt put in the beds and our master gardener will be there to direct us how to do this well. So we have hopefully a wonderful harvest that we can share at the block party. Thank you.
thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you At your command, all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile Earth, our island home. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law, and in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with a heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. of coming to this table 
for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this Holy Communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Accept these prayers and praises, O God, through Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your Church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as the Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, for assuring us Also a special word of prayer for those who are victims of yet another school massacre in Santa Fe, Texas. The 10 lives, the eight students and the eight teachers whose lives were unfairly, untimely taken from them. So please keep the whole community in your prayers and prayers for our entire nation as we work through this to try to find a means to be unified as one as God intended. Almighty God, who enlightened the minds of the disciples by pouring out upon them the Holy Spirit, make you rich with his blessing. May you abound more and more in the Spirit forever. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.